Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Avs win game one of the Western Conference Finals. A very normal 8-6 to six score, as everyone <laughs> expected. Uh, Rudo, AJ, and Megan coming at you live from the DNVR bar. I, don't, I think we're going to need more than 60 seconds for the 60-second breakdown tonight. Uh, what a game! What a hockey game! I mean, genuinely, what didn't this hockey game contain? Goaltending. No, fair. Everything else, though. I guess there wasn't a fight, but defense. There was some decent defense. I felt like there was some decent defense tonight. Okay. Despite the eight-six score, I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I don't think there was anything in remotely that you would consider defense play tonight, but wow, it's all good. I don't know if I agree. Uh, look, this game was fun. Let's start there. This, in a weird way, this is what you want the Western Conference Finals to be. That is not what I want the Western Conference Finals Isn't to be. Isn't it though? I don't mind if game one is that way. Isn't it, though? But I don't want to sit through another week of that shit. That was... Pass them down. That was too much, man. That was too much. That was, that was over the top. All right. First of all, Dr. Dubs. Dr. Dubs. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. First time drinking, kind of nervous. <laughs> You're new to this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. Who's doing Who's doing the 60 seconds from hell in this hockey game? I got this one. You got it? Yeah. Uh, probably You're supposed them, to give us a minute. Yeah, that's, that's how that works. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Might need more. Uh, can you do it in a minute? You think? Can I, can I do what in a minute? I'm not going to comment on that. There's a lot of things I can do in a minute. I'm a very talented individual. No, I got a minute. I don't need a minute. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, first period, chaotic. Tuna, uh, get, get, you get out to... Give up, the, like, give up the first goal, right? Yeah. And you're like, good God, are they ever going to score the first goal in a game again? And then you remember that shit don't matter <laughs> because they finished the first period with a slightly controversial 3-2 lead. Yeah, we'll finish get into on a, it. Finish on a power play. Score on the power play on the other side. Now you're 4-2. 
and you feel like, hey, we're, we're feeling pretty good about this. This is pretty sweet. <laughs> Uh, somehow that 4-2 game turns into a 7-3 game, <laughs> and then Edmonton does what they do, which is they just attack, 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 attack. Uh, they get the, the, the benefit of a comically soft call and end up making it 7-6 to give everybody heart palpitations, but an empty net goal makes it 8-6, and we've got a one nothing series lead in Colorado. Done. It's a, it's a funny night. Because the phrase is they don't count how. They only count how many. Which, yeah, which mic is buzzing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Who knows? I don't think the mics are that. I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't tell. But apparently we have an audio buzz that I don't know how to fix. Uh, In any case, when you count the goals, you do a lot of counting. When you count the series record it is one nothing avalanche so i guess we fixed it good job team let's go all right let's actually get into this game a little bit great first period yep. like a great first period really like really high energy from both teams not much in the way of puck management uh, a little too easy at times for both teams to do what they want. I mean, look, the the first goal of the game is pretty typical stuff, right? The Avs are, are dominating possession of the puck and then Josh Manson and Jack Johnson just get absolutely roasted Yeah, and the puck's in the back of your net. Yeah, Vander Kane just gets up the ice and neither one of those guys can handle yeah, that. Johnson didn't stand a chance. Nope. Manson made a bad read. He was just in the wrong place. Couldn't get yeah. back. Manson stepped across. Like, and genuinely what Manson is yeah, doing there. Don't know what he's I, I reading at all. A couple times this game. And then, and then Jack Johnson trying to make up for that is like, He just bro. doesn't have that speed. Yep. No legs there. No legs there to stop it. Yeah. It ends up in the back of your net, but repeatedly in the first period, what you saw from the Avs was the immediate answer. You saw where at 5v5, they can house Edmonton. They yep. can really, really, really work them for long stretches. Uh, when they when they are attacking and they are moving the puck well, like they're really rolling, and Edmonton really didn't have an answer other than survive, and then they get a breakaway, like one thing goes their way, and then they get a backdoor, they get that backdoor play at the end to yep. make it two two, and you think all that good work that they've done for going nothing into the, yeah. going into it and. Well, it's, I, it's all erased, and then it, the the difference in in this game from everything that we saw in the Blues series is that Colorado superstars said, "Okay, we'll punch back." Yeah, we got that in the bag. Yeah, I love that the response to Kane's goal comes from JT Comfort. It's like they're opening this series up the way they finished out St. Louis. Yeah, yep. And goal scoring came from McKinnon, it came from Comfer, and then Bacar kind of questionably. Like, it came from everywhere they needed it to in that first well, period. Yeah, like, you love the a depth guy steps up and gives you a goal, and you're like, yeah, holla, cool. Immediate and impact then, of Newhook. And <laughs> then your stars. Yeah, well, so the thing, I want to talk about the Avs first goal first. We'll get to everything. <laughs> but it's not just a JT Comfer goal. It's not just a, hey, Alex Newhook's in the lineup, which, by the way, we'll talk about the third line. Uh, they respond immediately. Edmonton scores that goal, and the F say, this ain't how it's going to be tonight. It ain't going to go like this. 
and they come down and they get their own. Obviously, great pass from New Hook, great finish from Comfort, credit there. But it's you just you just could feel that the Avs were like, there's a certain way this game's gonna go, and we're gonna be in the driver's seat of it. So, credit there. The second goal, obviously, uh, Nathan McKinnon is good at hockey. I mean, it's a great outlet from Devontae. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a great outlet, uh, and he just gets up the ice. McKinnon just gets up the ice and beats Darnell Nurse. Cleanly. Cleanly. Beats Darnell Nurse, and then Mike Smith goes for the poke check. And we always talked about this with Grubauer. If the poke check works, looks great. Yep, it's brilliant. If it doesn't... You look like an idiot. It looks like what we saw where... His whole body opens up, and he just pokes the puck and just slides on through. Just slides on through. Yeah. It's... And it... (laughs) Yeah, Curtis McDermott in this series. Are you fucking serious right now? Did you... Did you watch that game? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Nathan McKinnon just outplays Edmonton's defense there. Yeah. No, it's great, great individual work by them. And it's just what they gave up on the other end is yeah frustrating because that's the kind of stuff that they went the entire Blues series without giving up. Like St. Louis was a team that you had to you had to stop them from creating high danger chances, and then you look at this game in particular. Look where all of St. All of Edmonton's goals come from. They're all right there in around the net. They're all right. They're all right there. Little backdoor plays, little little tap-ins here and there. Pucks coming out from behind the net, out front. It's all within a five-foot radius of them doing all of their all of their offense, and they're gonna have they're gonna have to adjust to that. And yep. where, whereas, if you look at how Colorado scored, it's all over the place. From everywhere, they're a all little bit. over the place in how they scored their goals. And so you you go through the first, and the Avs. Again, dominate play at five on five. Genuinely, completely control the hockey game. Uh, you get down late, and you could just feel it, right? You could just feel the late goal coming from Edmonton. I was uh, sitting here begging them to get out of the period. Yeah, I mean, you could, and then when Jack Johnson fails to clear that puck, yep, like, and you know, you know what's coming. Yeah. You know the Avs are going to get what they deserve on a play like that. Yeah, like, it's it's tough. It's tough. Is there this any... Bar, this world loves this fucking they, song. They dude. do. They do. <laughs> it's the thing... And, like, obviously, credit to Edmonton. They made the play work. It's a great pass to the back door. Kale McCarr just gets caught in front of the net. Well, that was the Josh. Uh, that's Josh oh, Manson. Sorry, on that back yeah, you're door. right. That was Josh Manson. It looked like it went off his skate, and, and then he was Hyman, talking, like Hyman off his stick blade. Yeah. Well, right. and, and like that one's Hyman. almost more egregious because you pay Josh Manson to tie that guy up. Right. That's what he and does. Manson's, Manson's not marking Hyman really at, at all. all. He's not doing yeah. anything to, to prevent him from making the play that he did. And I think going into game two, that's the team-wide adjustment is they have to do a better job tying up sticks. Like their their playmakers are going to be too talented. They're gonna they're gonna be able to get pucks through like that. Yep. You just can't let them slapping at them on the on the other end of it. You've got to tie up sticks. You have to get stick on stick. Yep. It was too it was too easy. It was too free tonight. It was. Uh, on on multiple occasions, honestly. Like that was probably the worst game we've seen out of Josh Manson as an F. 
And, like, hey, there's going to be some variants. Of course. Right. We saw some great play he's from him in the St. Louis series. Great things. If, he's going to have to get he's gonna have to get better in this series. And, hey, you survive a nightmare night from him in this game, you just can't repeat that. <laughs> You're not going to win 8-6 every night. Yeah, you can't have him play another game like that. You feel like, hey, you've seen so much better from him. You feel confident that it'll get that it will be better moving forward, but it definitely it has to be. You, but look, the Avs give up the goal, they make the mistake, and then they come right down. Kale McCarr takes a puck in the neutral zone, walks in and snipes. <laughs> yeah, Just, he, he had spent all of the first period. Edmonton had been trying to clear up that right wall. Yeah, and he spent the whole first period stepping into it. He kept taking a step back baiting him into it, and then jumping into the play. He did it three times in the first period, and the last one was, obviously, he steps in, and then he just beats Mike Smith. Like, that's just a star making a star play. Now, raise your hand if you thought that was offside. And if you're not putting your hand up, you're wrong. <laughs> like, I don't believe you. It's offside, man. It really <laughs> is. I don't... I don't... I, we we talked about it on the watch long. Megan, what was your take on it? Well, I'm not a linesman, but I thought, it, especially with the alternate angle where he doesn't touch the puck again, like he has it within the blue line, taps it in, comes in with it. Looks like Val's coming back and doesn't touch it again until Val appears to be back past the blue line. I thought it was fine. Could be some bias. Okay, so let me let me ask you this then: Did Kale McCarr do it on purpose? I don't think so. God, he'd be so big-brained if he did. <laughs> I think it just was perfect timing. Okay. I think it just worked out. Just I think it just worked out. I think he's so out. smart, yeah. but I don't think he did that on purpose. <laughs> that would be, like, to apply that to in the in the moment to be like, oh, I'm just going to, the tag up. Yeah, that's the tag up rule, guys. Like, just don't touch it. That's fine. Like, no. I feel like there was karmic balance, too. Like, that was a little questionable. It kind of stinks, too, that then because of the field challenge, we get a power play goal in return, it, too, on what was already a little dicey. But there were some missed calls. Like, I'm pretty sure at one point, Lackanen got stood on top of. And yeah. By Connor McDavid. Yeah. By Connor McDavid. Yeah. So I'm like, I think there's karmic balance somewhere in here that this started to make it's, sense. Like, at the end, I think there was an icing call on the abs that Bednar was not happy it, about. Balance. It's, it's a weird feeling to be on the right end of one of these for Colorado, I yeah, think. Yeah, the Avs yeah. have a lot of history with, obviously, Sharks Game 7. But even going back, you know, it's it's Matt Duchesne's offside that even created the the challenge. And a, a, honestly, a very similar play. We talked about it to the Jonathan Taves onside goal that counted against Colorado four or five years ago. Where it's like, the dude's seven feet offside, but I guess he just didn't touch the puck. So it's fine. And it's a... I, look, I agree with you. Man, that sucks for Edmonton that they have to go on the penalty kill after that. I, That's an automatic challenge for every coach in the league. I guarantee you, every coach in the maybe league challenges Maybe their that. video coach should know the rule. Probably could have helped him out a little on that What are you a challenged? Uh, I mean... Don't sugarcoat me it. Me being the person that I am here in this position, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> if I'm the video coach, I'm not recommending a challenge in a postseason game unless I am 100% sure of what I'm getting. I, I, I hear you, but I think 98% of the world was pretty sure that that was offside. 
That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Either way, whatever it is, whether it's a good call or lucky, the Avs get it to go their way. And AJ, I think you said it best. You don't want that goal to go in? Make a save. Yeah. Stop the puck, man. It's a clean shot. Got no screen. You just get beat. Avs are up 3-2 after one. Megan, you mentioned the power play. They come into the second period and they convert it. And this is where you're starting to feel like it might be a night, right? Yeah. You get the goal from McCarr, McKinnon, Comfer, and then Kadri puts one in on the power play, and you're like, oh, okay, the Avs are going a little bit. Um, yeah, when, when Nico gets that fifth goal, yeah, that's when you're like, yep. Everything's clear. Every, like they're as a team, they're feeling this. Yep. Yeah. I I get it. I get why it's on sides. I understand the rule. I'm cool with it. I'm just saying that that rule comes up once every four years. And like if we're going into this argument, there's a whole other argument that Val being offsides literally didn't affect the play there. Yeah. So and that's that's where I'm glad like this works out for Colorado is like they a great player makes a great play. And it would have been pulled off the board because of a guy that had nothing to do with it. He was not, in no way, did him being onside that quarter of an inch or whatever have an impact on how that play, how it all played out. He skates in and just smokes a goal, smokes a puck past a goaltender. That's all that shit is. That's all it is. And it would have sucked to have that come off the board. So. It would, and, and look, in a universe where this game ends 3 2, this is getting way more scrutinized. But. This game went off the fucking rails from there. <laughs> so, I, I, whatever. <laughs> Again, Kadri gets the power play goal off of... Uh, are we calling that a lucky bounce? I mean, it, Kadri gets the initial quality shot. No, I mean, it's a rebound, and n- nobody on either team is able to pick up that rebound. Kadri just gets to it. I don't really think... It's not like it's on his stick. He has to go and get to it. You know, it helps that he's left-handed and he's moving that direction, and that's yep. where the puck ends and up. It just like, comes out that way. Yeah, and then uh, I guess that would be that one and the poke check from McKinnon. Those are the two goals where I'm looking at Mike Smith and I'm like, "What's you up to?" Yep. Because Mike Smith, like, you get you're getting beat like high by Miko Ranton and one blowing over your shoulder. Like, you're not stopping. That's that. an all-world shot, yeah. right? Like, that's a great shot. That it is what it is. The the McCar goal, like, it's a great goal, but. The the Kadri one, I don't, I, I just, don't, it doesn't look like he knows where that puck goes. Yep. Just and Kadri and, does a great job. He gets to it, and there you go. And to counterpoint, Edmonton make it 4 3 because Darcy Kemper genuinely has no idea where a puck is. It Literally, rebound. a puck that hits him and like crawls through his body just bobbles away and then him. just drops onto the ice, and he's just like, has no idea. And Ryan McLeod's like, are you fucking serious? The NHL's never been this easy. Boop. <laughs> and it's a 4-3 game. Uh, it would uh, That goal's a rough look for the Kemper. The first two, you know what? You give up a breakaway. Yeah, you give up a goal to Evander Kane. And you he give makes up, a great yeah. shot on a breakaway. Like, come on. And you give up some backdoor nonsense. Yeah. And it's like, look, Kemper's not stopping those. But that one? You wanted to stop. Dude, that is that is an unacceptable goal for an NHL goaltender to give up. Where your number one problem there... Jeez, is it the number one problem? 
it hits him and and like that the one thing that you saw when frankie came in i know we haven't gotten there yet but the one thing you saw is that he was swallowing up pucks yep and with darcy kemper it's like can you ever just eat a puck <laughs> everything is bouncing off of him and just going directions he has no feel whatsoever and it's one thing when you kick the leg out and you know you just you're literally kicking a puck in a different direction that's totally different this is a soft wrist shot that hits him up high and just crawls around his body and pops out. It's unacceptable for that to be a rebound at all. Let alone a puck then, that he could have found and And throws. then to completely yeah. lose track of yeah. it to the point where it drops next to your skate and all a dude has to do is come up and just poke it in. What the shit, dude? What are you doing? And then, you know, we... Word word has it that that's what's bothering him. It's something with the eye injury. Yeah, is what's bothering well, so, him. So and it doesn't look like he can track the puck. I don't. So I'm willing to believe that this is true. Look, I don't want to speculate too much. There's a lot of rumors out there. What we know is he was out with an upper body. There are multiple people speculating it was potentially concussion spotters pulling him. But it was very, very clear someone along the line however many minutes to the second period said Darcy can't go. I don't know if it was Darcy. I don't know if it was Jared Bednar. I don't know if it was a concussion spotter, but someone said he can't go. And that is what it is. Yeah. I mean, he skates over to the bench and he talks to yeah to Bednar and Bednar just, okay, okay. And pats him on the back and he's gone. All right, whatever. And then... I can't believe that bullshit from Ryan Johansson is still playing a role. It Look, it's the so same... So annoying, man. It, I don't... I'm not going to take any excuses. I'm not going to take any of the shit. Pavel Francouz comes into the game, and I said it in the St. Louis series, you play the game you're in. Yeah. You, Nothing you can do about it now. You just move forward. It is what it is. Just before Kemper exits, too, he makes an important save that leads to the play turning the other direction for Miko's goal. Yep. So I think he earned a little bit of credit getting his and leg out look, for that pad Make no mistake, Darcy Kemper gave up three goals, Pavel Francos gave up three goals. Neither goalie bailed the Evs out of this hockey game. They did yeah. feel created differently. The, the sure. Francos for goals sure. too. I, I will I know agree. that there was a difference. And the one and the one goal that you really look at where you're like, you cannot in any world give that up is the third one. Of course. Of course. The other ones like we'll talk about, but the other ones it's like, guys, what the fuck are you doing Some in front of play. this guy? Let's let's first of all, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. Yeah, go get yourself some beer. I got an avalanche right here. Uh, there were at least two people at this game that got tickets from Breck Brew. You go to breckbrew.com. You can nominate anyone you want, including yourselves, to win tickets to an avalanche playoff game. Yes, they have game two. Yes, they will have game five if it happens. Yes, they will have game seven if it happens. Yes, they will have cup finals games if it happens. So go jump on breckbrew.com. Go get yourself signed up. Also, buy some Breck Brew because Breck Brew is delicious. Highly recommend. If you haven't tried it yet, they literally have dozens of flavors. They even have flavors that AJ likes for beer. That's true. And that's saying something. True. Strawberry Sky gets the job done out here, all right? So go check out Breck Brew. You can find them here at the bar, of course, or at a local liquor store near you. And after you've done that, Go on over to DraftKings.com. The NBA Finals are upon us, and it's possibly the most boring finals imaginable. Warriors versus Celtics. Yeah, we'll see. Go Warriors. 
Really? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, fuck the Celtics, to Dude, be I'm fair. I'm sorry. Fuck all of Boston forever for the rest of my life. Fair enough. I'm here for this take. All you have to do is Can make Can that a- city go five years without one of its team <laughs> making a championship round? Like, just fuck off, dude. Luckily for you, it doesn't matter who wins. You sign up with new code DNVR with a new account. You bet $5 on the NBA Finals. You don't even have to win the bet, and you get $150 in free bets. You can take that $150, bet on whatever you want on DraftKings. Does not matter if it's hockey or football or uh, badminton. I, I, there's there's a ridiculous amount of sports. I can't even name them all. So go there. Go look. Go bet on whatever you want. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. <laughs> of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. AJ's nodding along to something over there. Somebody said whoever stole my passport was from Boston. I was Boston. giggling about ah, that. True. <laughs> true. True. Absolutely. You're going to be like on a watch list now because someone's going to try to use your passport to do something. <laughs> I mean, still waiting on my new one. True enough. Ooh. Hopefully I get it someday. Yikes. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We already talked about the Miko goal. It's a I, great it's a great entry. It is. And then look across the zone as Miko To find coming. him. And like yeah. that's classic abs. Like the yeah. abs have been doing that. Jared Bednar's whole tenure, <laughs> the abs have been pulling up inside the zone and then hit the guy coming late uh, because the defense is all on one side of the ice and you just have all that open ice. For him to make that shot, though, that's awesome. That's a I, great shot. In and out so fast, we had no idea until the referee was skating around and pointing like, at yep. it. And we're like, oh, that's a goal. Go, 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 go. And did you get 110% Miko Ranton tonight? No. But did you get enough of the moose tonight? Yeah. Yes. This is the, like, you'll take this Miko Rantanen over the Rantanen that you've seen all postseason? Hell yeah. So I will take this Miko Rantanen. He's more intentional. Tonight's Miko Rantanen. What's that? He's more intentional. Tonight's oh, Miko Rantanen. absolutely. He put that fat ass into it a little bit, <laughs> right? Like, Straight up. You gotta, you gotta put the effort in. Uh, the Avs kind of kept the barrage up after that. JT's goal goes in less than two minutes later. And, uh, again, yes, it's a JT Comfort tip. He gets into position, does all the all the great stuff. Yeah, that goal's kind of nonsense. But it's a good one. Look, it's, it's a, you get a good bounce, but it's who? McCarr. Kale McCarr making a fucking play. Well, and it was after an extended shift in the offensive zone. Like, the Avs have dominated, dominated possession in that shift. And... They had multiple shots on goal, and then it comes around and McCarr one timer and just gets just catches JT Comfer out just the right way. Yeah, yeah, who's standing there by himself, like right in, right in front of the goaltender. And and that was the end of Mike Smith ultimately, yeah. uh, which pulled in game one for the second series in a row. Yeah, it turned out okay last series, so we'll see how it Edmonton, goes. Edmonton, if yeah. there's one team comfortable. Losing 8-6 in game one, it's Edmonton. They're like, yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> that was fucking crazy, huh? Can't believe that happened again. Wild. And genuine, they've lost game one of every series. So yep, they're 0-3 now. The Avs have won game one of every series, so everybody's comfortable where they are. Nothing means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to our king of the game, though, because... Kale McCarr is back, Dude. ladies and gentlemen. He guy. has more points in this game. That's, is that? A, did they take away his other assists? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a it goal. It was four. Three. Yeah. Uh, that goal is 
No. They might have taken, they might have taken it away. There was one that we thought might get taken away because Glandy, did he touch Landy. it? Did he not? Yeah. Kind of situation. That's the one I'm going to check right now. Yeah, it looks like they did take it away. Yeah, they did give that one. That was the one they took away. Yeah. So he has as many points in this game as he did in the St. Louis series. A three-point night. Oh, boy. He's vibing all night. He's dumb. I mean, the goal that he scores is rock star stuff. Yeah. You just give up a heartbreaking goal at the end of the period. You're it's, Instead of a period in which you have played great and you're going in with a lead, you're, you're tied. And instead, he's like, nah, we're going in with a lead. And that's just great. Like, that's the superstar stuff that occasionally you just need some of that. Yep. And... and and Look, defensively, like, he... He got he, by. Like, on the power play at the very end, or on the PK at the very end, you'd like it you to the be a one little bad better goal, in, for front sure. of, in front of the net. But the Avs outshot the Oilers 20-9 to with him on, with Makar on the ice tonight. Seems good. And guess who Makar's going up against? Connor McDavid. McDavid. Like, everybody. He's never leaving the ice again. <laughs> it's... It was just that kind of a... It was just that kind of a night. It was it was that superstar turn. The guy that we saw from the Nashville series was back. Yep. All of Colorado's stars that struggled against the Blues showed up and were like, yeah, by the way, we're still pretty good. Genuine fun stuff to watch. I mean, we'll get into the third period too in a minute, but the Avs went out and won a hockey game tonight. Top to bottom. They got it from everywhere as, as we get into the second, the seventh goal. Logan O'Connor to Andrew Cogliano on a two-on-one. You know, the one thing I don't remember about that goal is how they got there. Well, they didn't give an assist to anyone but Logan O'Connor. So. <laughs> I just don't, I don't remember how they got to the two-on-one. But it, that's another great example, though. Like, a great finish by those guys. Everybody thought that LOC was going to shoot that. He sold Beautiful shot the entire way. Sequence. And he waits and waits and waits and waits and then makes a great pass across. Now, all Cogliano has to do is just receive it and put it into the net. Because there was no, like, Miko no Paskin had no, no chance on that goal. There's no way he can get over there. Looking it up just to tell you. Play starts with a puck battle in the ab zone, and it's, it's a puck battle between Jack Johnson and someone, and Logan O'Connor just carries it out. And they and they take it. Yeah, two on so one. I don't know what Edmonton is doing. They get caught to deep, give, yeah. yeah, to give up a two on one the other way, but it's just not. That's not good enough. And yet, it's just fine for the Avs. Yeah, Riley. If a different thing did happen, there might have been a different outcome. <laughs> if different things happen, it's, it's a different game. It's my yeah. favorite argument, and it's and listening to Blues fans over the last several days, as they're like. Oh well, if Helm hadn't scored that goal, and then they, you know, then 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 they win in overtime, and then they go back to game game seven, and if Bennington hadn't been hurt, and you're like, all right, we're now like four separations from reality. Man, man here. look, if if Bennington hadn't thrown that water bottle, maybe I wouldn't think he's a piece of shit. So, and then called it a god-given opportunity. Oh my That's god! Sick. What? Ugh. Anyway, either way, yeah. Keep this podcast rolling. Let's not make any bones about it. You are up seven to three in a hockey game. You, you should win. win that hockey game every single time. And you know what? They did. 
And they did. Ultimately, they did. Yeah, with three minutes to go in the second period, though, you have to exit the zone. Yep. And that's Devontae. He yep. has to get out of the zone. Struggled in the third he period, has the too. Puck. He does not get out of the zone, and they give it over to Connor McDavid. Like, if you're not going to get out of your zone, make sure it's fucking Derek Ryan doing it, dude. Like, give yourself a chance here. And instead, it's McDavid, it's Dreisaitl. And Dreisaitl makes the great toe drag on Makar, who goes sliding at yeah. him. Yeah. And it just goes cross-crease, and that's... Frankie can't do shit not about that. Not asking him to stop it's that. The, yeah. It's the easiest thing in the world for them. Oh, just toe drag a sliding defender, outweighed him. Hey, look. He's over there wide open. The only way that's not a goal is if they just flub it. If they just screw that up. That's how easy the Avs made that goal for them. And that's the stuff you cannot make it easy for them. They have to be better with it. And for it to be guys like look, Jack Johnson and Josh Manser are going to give you what they're going to give you. Those, those results, those guys are subject to a lot of variance. Yep. <laughs> At this point, I've accepted that the Avs might not win the face-off battle in a team with McDavid on the top, top line. But that's another example where if you're not going to win those face-off battles, then you need to clear the zone if you're Devon Taves. Clears become that yeah. much more important. It's incredibly right? important. Yeah. We saw it at the end. Even when they were winning the face-off in their own zone, they weren't getting out. They rim the puck around. They lose the board battle. Landy loses it and then loses it again. And it's just like, look, this stuff isn't good. Like, this is fixable things. These are fixable execution errors. You guys are capable of so much better than this. You have so much better to give. And we, it's funny, we, like, glossed over the part where the team built a 7-3 to three lead yeah. <laughs> by being like, well, they were just playing great, and Edmonton's goaltending wasn't, and so there was a 7-3 to three lead. But they dropped 7 on Edmonton in this game. Yep. Like, they did enough to win. And then, look, it got to 7-6. It's, it's, you're frustrated by but that. But it didn't get to 7-7. Seven, seven. But it, they never got tied, and you did. You walk out with a win. Great. Now you just have to go. You have to get to work. Now you're down to Berkey. Now you're in a series where you're saying, okay, you each team had the opening salvo. They This is what they did well. This is what they need to work on. Now you're in a series of adjustments. Now you're in, let's tinker. Let's, Megan, I want to go to that third line. Because you get two goals from Comfort tonight, but you also get great play from Newhook. You get Andre Burkowski giving up the body. Who's the key there? What, what's the linchpin? Because we haven't really seen that much quality play from the third line so far these playoffs. It's really tough to pin it on one guy, too, being the biggest difference maker on that line because I, I feel like they each contributed something a little bit different. Uh, but I really liked the addition of Newhook back into the lineup uh, because I think he's just such a great passer and has great vision, and that helps someone like Comfort, even Burakovsky. I think these are areas where they struggled a little bit on that third line or second line when they've made appearances there. Yeah, it's the reality of Andre Burakovsky and JT Comfort is they're not going to drive that much play by themselves. And... You know, how much play is Alex Newhook going to drive? I'm not sure. But it was clear that Nick Albe-Kubel was not very effective at elevating his teammates. And so far, Newhook has done a better job of that. So, it's... In a series, especially against someone like Edmonton, getting production out of those right. lines 
And I know the play Berkey blocked the shot on Edmonton ended up scoring on anyway. But having a line like that fully committed makes a big difference in a conference finals. Well, it makes you it makes you that much more dangerous. It makes you it makes you that much more dynamic and well-rounded as a roster. Like without the free goal that that Kemper gave to McLeod, like you're looking at Edmonton's depth and you're like, oh, there's not a lot. They didn't do a whole lot tonight. This is still all about McDavid. Yeah. It's still it's still all about their top six. It was a three point nine for McDavid and two point nine for Drysidle. Yeah, and even their late goals, they did get one from Derek Ryan. Yeah, and then the other one comes from Ryan Nugent Hopkins on a power play. Like, right, and that's McDavid on the cross ice. Yeah. feed. So, uh, but I'm I'm saying like. They give the free goal to Ryan McLeod. You just can't give up that goal under any circumstances. The Derek Ryan goal, that's the one that makes it 7-5 in yep. the third period. And that's one where, look, let's be honest here. Yes, there were frustrations leading up to that. But what a bounce. Yeah. Like, it goes off of the abs. Off like of that. Josh Manson's Manson. stick. And lands yeah. right on, right on through, Derek Ryan's through stick. Through two yeah. dude sets of legs. And, well, and like, like cross-crease perfectly <laughs> yeah. where... It's going like this, and you're just like, shit, dude, come on. <laughs> That's why you score seven, I guess. <laughs> well, like, you're you're just frustrated on that one because you don't really look at that and say everybody needed to be better there. Right. You're looking at that, and you're just like, <laughs> Well, I mean, you wind the tape back, and you say, look, the Avs should have cleared the puck a minute ago. Sure. But. Because that was, I think that was also uh, Jack Johnson. The, the one failed where he clear. Just yeah. Held on to it. Yep. And then as soon as anybody got near him, he has multiple teammates. Full panic mode. And he just yeah. throws it up the boards to nobody, and yeah. it doesn't get out. And how many times are you seeing goals against the Avalanche that are just a result of that? Yep. Their transition Far has, too been, many. has been much better. Their transition defense has been much better in the postseason. And instead, it's the second opportunities that teams are getting and where they get the extended shift. Now they're worn out. Now they're scrambling a bit, and things happen. And and look, on the whole, I don't think the puck luck was particularly swayed one way or another tonight. I don't. I don't. I didn't. It did not feel dramatic. It felt like each team had some big bounces. Agreed. You get the comfort goal. You get the posting out early against Darcy. Yeah. Bounces felt fairly level. It's just that was one that went against the Avs. Yeah. And like, you survive it. Yeah. You survive it. That done. a great way to feel about this game. Colorado survived it. Top to bottom, they got through it in the third period. Obviously, you get the penalty call. Is it a little soft? Yeah. Is it also Landy? What the fuck are Dude, you doing? It's incredibly soft. And that's my frustration. Is like if and they gave Cad. They called a penalty earlier in the game on Kadri, who sold the shit out of it. Too. For sure, for sure. And it's like, are you guys really gonna bite that hard on guys selling calls in the conference final? Because after one game, the plan should be yeah, you just encourage sell everyone to dive their yeah, asses off. Exactly, because the two like two two penalties that that get called like each guy embellishes the shit out of that. And especially one of them, you're talking about in the third period where, and this is just statistically true, officials call fewer penalties. Yep. They just, it's, it's usually by a pretty significant margin. And so they're looking for something more serious. 
that's not it. But from Landis Cog's perspective, what are you doing? What did you prevent by doing like, that? Yeah. He doesn't have the puck. He's not. It's not a rush. They dumped it in, and you spun that guy around at the blue line by himself. It was just totally needless. You need smarter than that from your captain, from all of your guys. It doesn't matter who makes that penalty, but your captain can't do that. And then, come on, are we are we really back in this position of you just can't kill a penalty? I, I again, it, and we talked about this on the live. What is Kale McCarr doing there? Yeah. If you're gonna play that, that the way he plays that in the middle of the ice. You cannot let that pass get through. Yeah. Especially that easy. You need to be you need to be going down on a knee. You need yeah. to be putting your stick on the ice. You need to be doing something to try and present pre- prevent that cross crease pass. That's like the one thing you can't be giving up. Yep. Agreed. 100%. They give it up. Obviously it goes in. It's a 7-6 hockey game. Yeah. And now now you've got, all right, four minutes, and you've got to close. Yep. Well, they outscored Edmonton one nothing in those four minutes. They closed. Straight up. And to be honest with you, like, you you were going to need a save or two from Pavel Francois down the stretch. He gave, he gave that to you. He gave you two, he arguably. Gave you, he gave you a save at the end of the second period when they were on their, power, on their first power play. Yep. And then he gave you another one in the last couple of minutes there. He gave you get just enough. You're not looking at the goals against and being like, Wow, Frankie, what the hell are you doing? But you do look at some of the saves that he made. And he, you needed the, the the difference in the game was one goal. You needed the one extra save. Yep. And Miko Koskinen did everything he could at the other end of the third period. He he stopped two breakaways, one from Rantanen, one from Kadri. Yep. Neither of them particularly clean break. Like they were He gets like, a stick on Kadri for sure. Yeah, yeah. and and Kadri like doesn't really ever get. A quality opportunity yeah. to make like like he's you know he's he's under duress there, but great saves. And then there was also that uh, there was also the little cross ice pass to Nachushkin, and Nuke failed to failed to score that one. Mikko Koskinen made made saves in the third period. Funny enough to keep them from getting to eight. Like does his does his, does what his team needed him to do. But on the other end, Frankie, so did just. Just enough. Yep. Just enough. And then obviously you get uh, what the Evs couldn't get in Game Five against St. Louis. Gabe Landeskog puts it into an empty net. <laughs> Granted, there wasn't nearly as much pressure right. on Landy <laughs> in this case. Edmonton wasn't anywhere near him. And a good read at center ice for sure. Like, it's telegraphed from Barry. He telegraphs that pass. I yeah. knew where he was going with it. But a good read and then a good finish. And like. We're like, oh, he's not under pressure and blah, 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 blah. If he misses that for whatever reason, you still have a tense 20 seconds to go. Yep. He doesn't miss. It's game over. And, like, that at the end of at the end of the game, they closed. They played quality defense. They didn't give it up. Frankie did, did just what he had to do, and they got the empty net goal. They got it out, got the empty net goal. Because there were, what, three, four different clears, including the world's worst fucking icing call of all <laughs> yeah, time? Yeah, that was brutal, man. That puck died, and they still called it icing. It died, and both guys stopped skating because yeah. they were bracing to go They're into They're like, the wall. oh, it's not icing. All right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's it gets to the red line, and he's like, boop! And you're like, chop his arm off. Are you for real with this? But yeah. they got they got several clears. 
They did. That in multiple. Last, multiple. In those last two minutes, they get multiple clears of the zone and then prevent free entries coming back in. Yep. It was a good... It was a. It was so much better than what we saw against St. Louis. So much better. And, like, not a huge surprise because St. Louis was awesome all year in that situation. Sure. That was a team that was very comfortable in six on five. I, I can't say... I, I don't really know. Maybe... Uh, Maybe Someone, the Oilers fans some, hanging yeah, in our chat well, can no. tell us how good they were at 6 on 5. I actually don't have any idea. It didn't feel great from them. It but didn't feel great. This just the difference between the pressure and how they played. Colorado was much better in that situation in this game than they were against St. Louis. Especially with their inability to clear 5 on 5 in this game, seeing them step up in those final moments when yeah. the Oilers did have the man advantage was so important. Okay. Did you have heart palpitations during this game, chat? Well, maybe Green Chef can help with that, all right? Maybe you're a little bit unhealthy. Maybe you need to work on the heart health a little bit. Maybe you need to eat better dinners. Green Chef has you covered. They're a delivery meal service that brings you the best quality meals you can find out there. Whether it's paleo, whether it's... There's like 80 different meal plans that they have. The vegetarian vegan, whatever it is, they can cover you on the meal plans. I have to say, the quality of their meat is excellent. We got a little bit of it. Absolutely delicious. Cannot recommend it enough. They have pretty much everything you need when it comes to a meal plan. They'll give you your proteins. They'll give you your veggies. They'll give you your sides. They'll give you everything you need. And it's super high quality. It's carbon footprint zero, so they make sure they're taking care of all of their packaging and stuff like that. They're a super high quality product. If you haven't checked them out, you gotta get over there. Go check out Green Chef today. Highly recommend. Honestly, like it's it's just a quality product. I don't I always struggle like with selling people products that I like because I don't know what else to say besides like, yeah, it's a good product. Yeah. Like just go get it, and you'll like it, and you'll know what I'm saying. Just go get it, and you'll like it. Right. Salesman <laughs> of the year shit right there. <laughs> I know I know I'm not the best salesman, but it's, it's just genuine good stuff. If you haven't gone out and tried it, now's a great time to do it. You can go over to greenchef.com. Sorry, I got I to gotta pull up the actual uh, uh, the website. Sorry. I apologize, Green Chef. Uh, all right. Go to greenchef.com slash dnvravs130 and use code dnvravs130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com slash dnvravs130. Uh, the number one meal kit for eating well. If you haven't gone over there, you might as well check it out, right? I know a bunch of y'all are using random meal plans like we do. We went through a bunch. Go take a look. That's all I'm saying. Also brought to you by Avaca TV. Go to avaca.tv slash DNVR. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR. Get signed up for a full-on television service. It's got Altitude. It's got AT&T Sportsnet. It's got national channels. It's got a DNVR channel. You can watch us on Avaca TV right now. What's that? I don't know what you're saying, but I'm It's assuming... got a built-in DVR in case you'd like to record the game. There you go. You can record games. You can watch us. You can do everything you want. Go jump on it. Avaca.tv slash DNVR. Local here in Colorado. 
I think it's also available in like Idaho or somewhere. If you happen to be over there, go check it out. Highly recommend. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get to some super chats. $5 from Alex. No comment. Thank you very much. $5 from Dylan. Uh, that's why you score seven. <laughs> Hard to beat you when you score seven. I'm well, just score saying. Eight. They, they did score eight. They only needed seven, though. Got the two-point conversion. Nah, <laughs> count Dude, it. Is Natasha Legero on a cooking show? She might be. This I swear like a, she's the other host, the tiny little host. That's her. That does look. I don't think it's her, but it does look like her. Yeah, uh, that's not her. No shot. The more you see her, the more you're convinced that's not her. And the more I see her, the more I'm convinced. Really? Is. Really? What is this? Do we know? Uh, no. Five dollars from Alma. Such a fun game. The sack was buzzing. I imagine that was a wild game to actually be at. Gotta be crazy. Two dollars from Riley. Thank you very much. Rat in the kitchen, huh? It's what? Rat in the kitchen. Next. Two dollars from Kevin. Abs win, but damn, that was crazy. It was. Yeah, it is her. It, re- it is really? Damn. I didn't think it was. I know my toxic comedians. Amazing. Uh, thank you, Kevin. $5 from Jim dedicated to the score of this game because I got high by Afro man. Great job. DNVR bar. It's been a, it's been a hit here recently. Yeah. It's, it's been played quite a bit. Two more dollars from Riley fans were buzzing tonight. Poor Jim Matheson. Yeah. So I only caught a piece. I didn't actually see the tweet. I just saw that Jim Matheson was taking shots at the ads crowd. Uh, pregame sucks to mm. suck, bro. But I bet by the end of the night, it wasn't such a big deal in his mind. Look, man, if you want to be the next Tim Peel, that's on you. He's also old and batshit crazy, so who knows? $10 from Mike. My favorite take from oil fans is if Koski starts that game, the oil win, as if the entire season of that dude being the heel of that team didn't happen. It's it's always fun to watch people retcon the game and yeah. just be like, okay, well, if Darcy Kemper plays better... <laughs> the ass don't give yeah. up seven goals. If Pavel Franzos is in net the entire time, they may not score six. So it works both ways. You can only play the game you're in, chat. You can only play the game you're in. Five dollars from JT. A buck for each goal Avs scored tonight. Oh, it's eight dollars. My bad. Uh, thank you. Bar looks jumping. Hope to make it for an Avs watch party someday since it was Nug's party back on January 15th. Yeah, I mean, the bar, the bar, considering that the crowd was a little smaller given Tuesday night, given really bad weather in Denver. Six o'clock game. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Five it, it filled out, and everybody that showed up meant business. They were vibing. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. People coming upstairs couldn't find seats downstairs. Yeah, yeah there yeah. were people coming upstairs that didn't know that they're not allowed to be up here. It was pretty fun. <laughs> $5 from Jamie. Some defensive breakdowns, but love the goals down the lineup. Did they give any indication on what happened to Kemper? 
missed when he got pulled. I haven't checked anything post game, but I don't. Think I haven't. Anything. I wonder if Berkey's okay too. I don't think he played after he blocked yeah, the shot. It definitely looked like that that ankle shot stung him. We'll see what the actual result is. Yeah, they but. finally they finally put that line together, and now one of them is gonna get hurt. Classic. Classic hockey vibes right there. Classic hockey vibes. Yeah, it, it's been a rainy ass day in Denver. There's no doubt about it. Megan, what what are we feeling are the keys to this game? Obviously, Kale McCarr is our king, but but where else did the Avs succeed, and what can they roll into game two? They did. They did a lot of things right in every area, right? Like first through four lines. All were doing things that they needed to be doing. Defensively, there were a couple of breakdowns. Obviously, Josh Manson had a really tough game, but I thought Byram continued to look good. So I'd say to stick to the process of this game, but to get a little better in their own end at being smarter about how they decide to clear that puck and get it out of their own end. And that starts with like both the forward group and the decor too. That those were mistakes were being made across both sides of it. That I I think that's a great point it shouldn't be understated there are times when the defensemen rim the, rim the puck like that and they expect a forward to be there right yeah they need help at certain points they might need to outscore their problems this series so far so good on that so point. far so good not <laughs> sure what's happening with goalies <laughs> uh Post game, um, nothing about Burkey, so okay. I would assume that's a positive. Just fine. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Kemper, a solid will see a on that. Stoic will see. Yeah. <laughs> you live with what you get there. Yeah. Look, whatever happened, the Avs are up one nothing after game one of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, you have a you have a you have a series lead, and now you've got to try and figure it out. You've got Frankie and Net, then all right, but you're on home ice, and you have so much room for improvement, especially in the area in which you are comfortable that you're better than them, which is defensively. Now they also have a metric fuck ton of room for improvement defensively, but through the season, you were the much better defensive team. Theoretically, they would be able, if they can get to a higher level defensively, they could slow some of this chaos down, and then they could play in more of a structured environment, which they will be a lot more comfortable. Although, it's hard to say the Avs were uncomfortable tonight. They felt they, pretty darn comfortable sure for the fine. most part. Yeah. yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Avs got to show up for game two, and, and look, at the end of the day, you find a way to win a hockey game, a W is a W. Yeah, and then it's about tomorrow. It's you You take what you need to learn, you start to make adjustments. And I, I said, you know, this is now you're into the part where everybody adjusts. Craig Berube had his adjustments after game one. Game two looked a lot different. I think game two is probably going to look a lot different than this. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Colorado's side, you just hope that this isn't the last time that you see superstar production from you, you. You want your top end to keep it up. Yeah. yeah. You want, you know, Kale McCarr's probably not going to score three points per game. But we talked about Colorado's defense being a major difference maker and their ability to drive offense. And you look at tonight, three points, Devon Taves, for all of his problems, Devon Taves finishes with the two-point night. <laughs> Pretty okay. <laughs> like, the guy, the guy is still helping you out in the way that you want. It's just more of a struggle and less reliable than we've been accustomed to. That's got to clean up. He has got, 
you live with Josh Manson having an off night. You can't be cool with the Devon Taves just giving pucks away. Yeah. He's way too important, way too important to you to, to be in that position. Agreed. 100%. Megan, final thoughts? It's really fun to watch McDavid. Isn't it? He's unbelievable. I, I'm really appreciative like, for that. And he seems like a great sportsman, too. It's just quality. It's just... AJ said it on the watch long. If you are a person who's not a fan of either of the teams, not invested in the series, you're going, this is dope. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is definitely... That's a fun start to a series. It's fun. I mean, you, you there's so much high-end talent like we always talk like if you scrap the league and everybody gets reset back to zero yeah and you could and they redraft everybody right how many of these players would get picked in the top 10 top 15 at least three i at least four four you're committed to four mcdavid McKinnon, McCarr, McCarr, and Drysital. Yeah, Drysital, true. Well, at least four guys that are going to pick probably you, in the and top you have, ten. And you have Miko on and like Miko's, a fringe of that. And Miko's yeah. like on the edge of it. Yeah. So you're you're just there's so much talent in the series. There's so much game breaking talent that I even said during the watch along. This is not a team. Yes, 